Hi everyone, this is Birgit O'Connor and welcome to the World of Watercolor Painting podcast. Now the intention of what we're trying to do is keep you inspired, painting, give you tips and techniques, and you'll also be able to hear some of our live meetings along with the interaction of the students. In today's podcast, we're going to be discussing paper color granulation, talking about paper sizing, and how to get color intensity. So I think you're going to have a lot of fun, and let's get started. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and start recording that before we actually start the meeting. Just because you're here, why not ask me? You know what? Um, (laughs) Two minutes. I mean, I could be like other people and go, no, you can't talk to me for two minutes. Um, (laughs) So go ahead. Um, How do you choose the colors that you use for shadows? Um, Oh, that was your question. Okay. You know what? I have a, uh, like... But you were asking, I think, um, of like for yellows and oranges and things like that, right? Yeah. Pink. Just, Mm. you know, um, the gray tones and and blues and purples are good for the whites. I I was thinking maybe blues and purples would be good for pinks. Um, If it's pink and yellow, I just, I wasn't sure where to go. Well, you know, every artist is going to have a different opinion. So that's, we'll start with that. And I would not... I'm self-taught, so I ended up finding what works for me. So if, you know, you talk to somebody that um, has a different kind of education, they may have different kind of rules on that. But for myself, what I have found, like you said, with the white flowers, I will do the uh, blue-gray combination, and I'll use the Windsor & Newton French Ultramarine Blue and the um, Burnt Sienna because it creates a nice blue-gray mix. And uh, let's see, Trish, are you making noise back there? I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go ahead and mute you. So, and so I can give her a hard time because I see her quite a bit, and I'm so happy that she's here. So I'm not that bossy usually. So anyway, <laughs> um, so I like that combination. If I use another brand, uh, I, I, the only other brand that I can compare it to is the Daniel Smith. And it, it's not, I love their colors, but I don't like those two colors it, blended together because it just it turns out into a more blackish gray but your question was what to do with a pink flower or a yellow flower so what i find is um what i prefer to do is let's say if it's pink i'll go for a deeper darker what okay so you have your pinks if you continue to add a darker value and you just go more pink then you're not really intensifying the color it's just getting darker, not really darker, just more of the same color. So we want the depth in there. So for that, what I'll incorporate, if it's pink, maybe I'll incorporate a little bit of the Windsor Violet Dioxazine, tiny, tiny bit. So it's a little bit of the purple. Those are my personal preferences. Or if you decide you could go in with a Windsor um, blue, green shade or red shade, whatever works for you. And I think how about, since I'm thinking about it, before we even get started let's see if i can find like examples of something that we could work with that would probably be the best thing and so let's see i'm just going to switch to this okay and let's see i don't usually do a lot of painting with yellows so but it would be one like your second slot that yeah 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 like those that there Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's, you want to, let's start with it. Well, both of this, but let's go ahead on something like that. 
and let me get rid of some of those shadows, make sure that everything is gorgeous here. And uh, uh, that's not perfect, getting yellow on my finger. Okay, so once I have this, and I've got a very dirty palette, so let's go ahead and I could work with that. I could leave it alone. And because I've got the blue gray mix, so if I'm doing my own painting, um, I usually work with what I have in the palette quite a bit. I'm gonna move everything over to the side for a second. And, okay, let's say this is my primary flower here. I'm thinking, I know I've got other flowers around, but this should give you a good enough idea, right? Okay, so then I've got my blue-gray mix in here. Do I wanna use that on top of that? And I thought, that's okay, I could use part, a part of that, but I usually would decide to go more for a, for this particular color, which is, uh, it already has quinacridone magenta in that. I would increase my quinacridone magenta like this, and you can see it's a darker, it's uh, value, well, it's not necessarily a darker value, it's just, it is a darker value. It doesn't have as much water in there, but it's not a darker color. So what I would do, I usually take a little bit of my blue, um, uh, blue-gray blend, which would be the French ultramarine blue and a little bit of that burnt sienna because that blue is going to turn more into a uh, purple color like that. And there's not a lot of brown in there. And if I ended up using a complementary color and laid that on top of it, it could be more neutral, which is fine, but um, it may not have that perk that I want. Exactly. So, okay. Do you see how rich that is like this? And I like to, so that's the same color down here, the same quinacridone magenta, the French ultramarine blue, uh, bird sienna blend, it has that in there. And let's see if I go ahead, I would want to have enough water in there so it's not thick and pasty. And a lot of times what I like to do is have more water over here so it can gently transition depending on what I'm looking for. So, Let's go ahead. I'm just, and what I'm doing this, do you see how I went like this and just twisted my brush a little bit? So that way I'm not continuing to wipe color around. I just wanted to bring attention to that brush stroke. Oh, okay. Okay, so it's not like you need to do that, but I just wanted you to know what I'm doing. All right, and then here you can see that this is 140 paper. This is drying faster than that area because I, I have more water there, so I'm going to force the color to move by lifting it a little more severely, okay? Just like that. Oops, it's all blurry there. Okay, and then I would, you get the idea? Yes. Okay, so let's talk about if it was a, I'm just making sure that everything's okay. Now you didn't have, that's not your Windsor Violet Dioxamine, or is it? I did not put it in there because I found that I already had my blue-gray combination on here, but I okay. could put that in. But if you're going to put that in, it's going to not be very much, you know? So I will go between either the blue-gray combination or the Windsor Violet Dioxazine. Right, either one or the other, okay. Yeah. Okay, so then let's talk a little bit about the uh, yellows. Okay, so we've got that in here. And I'm thinking, I, how about if we start with a fresh, I could use what we have here. That could work. 
but let's start with it being clean. Cleanish. That's not that clean. All right. So what I'm thinking, if I have a yellow and I want to get a shadow in there, I could have used that or close to it. My tendency would be because I know if I come in with a blue, gray, or if I come in with a purple, it's going to go dull and muddy. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take my quinacridone magenta again. Okay, if you can see that there. And if I put that yellow in there, it can easily go orange, and that's not necessarily what I'm looking for because we already have a base color of a uh, yellow-orange there. So I might come back in with just a tiny bit of that Windsor Violet Dioxazine. See how I put that over to the side and how it's not very much? Just like that. Let's blend that together just to cool it down a tiny bit. I don't even know if it's that cool. So it's more of a, it's not so purple. <coughs> okay, and then I'm gonna go on top of this. And if I need to make it darker, let's say I need a darker up there, maybe I'll add a little bit more of that Windsor Violet Dioxazine up here. See if you can see that. And let it blend. I don't want to overmix it in the palette. But that's um, quite a bit of what I do. And then if I need to, if that's too pink, I could go ahead and take a little bit of that Windsor. Let's see, that was a Hansi yellow. You can see how that ended up going more brown through here, more neutral. Yes. And I could use that. I could bring it in. That's not necessarily going to be bad, but I may not make it go everywhere. Mm -hmm. okay, let's just soften an edge, just so we can see the color on top of here. And then I'll let it, um, let it mingle a little bit on here. So that's, do you see how that works there? Yes, yes. Okay, all right. So now did you, you had another question too, didn't you? Yes, when you um, eliminated some of the leaves in the magnolia and you Which made magnolia? the- magnolia? Which magnolia? Uh, that was another oh, thing. Um, no, our first one, uh, it wasn't magnolia. Um, Thank you, because I thought, am I crazy? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. It was the apple blossom. Apple blossom. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so you, I made, you made the area for the sky to show through. And how did you decide, like if we're doing it and it's not in the picture and we need to create that space and lightness and air in the picture, how did you decide which leaves to keep and where to put the background to give you the depth? I really don't think too much about it, so don't overthink it. So one thing, uh, I think there's a couple things. I think that you can, I don't want you to look directly at your painting, I want you to look at the outside of your painting. That way it'll help you find the balance within it, because you're, you know, if you're looking right at it, you're 
thinking too much about it. So I want you to just kind of, um, and also put your painting up and step away. I'm trying to give you some little tips to kind of a look at the overall composition instead of dissecting it. So what happened was I ended up going down to uh, the nursery. And at the nursery, I, I looked up and I saw all these flowers and that beautiful blue sky behind it. And I thought that was really pretty. And I wanted some pictures of some apple blossoms. And so the only apple blossom that I really liked had a pretty crummy background, you know, that green background. It didn't look very good. And so then that's why I took that one picture of, of all that kind of modeled effect, all the different blossoms. And I thought that might be interesting. And that was actually part of the inspiration of that entire course, the backgrounds and shadows, because, you know, I wouldn't have really thought of that. I may have been doing this for years and my backgrounds have always been pretty simple, you know, just very dramatic, but it uplifted me. It changed how I felt. And so that's what was the inspiration behind it. Actually, so that it, it's more of an emotional reaction than it was a um, analytical process. Okay. So then when I looked at, so then I had a few photographs there and I thought just the apple blossom by itself looked a little boring and it wanted, I wanted some color in there. So I thought the blossoms would be good. And, and I really just allowed the color to mingle in there. And, and just went with whatever was developing on the paper. So that's really what it was, is just working with whatever was happening and trying not to fill too much in. Okay. Does that make sense there? Yeah, it's... You want it's, a formula, right? It's more intuitive. <laughs> yes. And, and going with what you'd like and what you'd like to see. Yeah. yeah. And I, I wanted some happy things. You know, I just wanted some sky. It, because it was really fascinating to me to put those photographs together and just go, you know, I like that flower, but with that darker background, it kind of killed it, didn't it? It just kind of looked drab, was, yeah. right? Yeah. And then with the uh, lighter one, with all the just sky coming through, you were able to get more depth. And then with all that background, so you've got that background and then, so how do you how do you get more depth in there? You know, you've got that nice sky coming through and the branches and the leaves, but we can still pull that flower more forward and push that background back by glazing over a lot of times. Does right. that help? Okay, does anybody else have any questions? I'm gonna open up the chant. Uh chant. Chant. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna go ahead and look at the paintings. We don't have a lot of paintings that have come in. But um, unless you have any questions, does anybody have anything that they'd like to ask? I just finally clued in that I could go to, the, um, to that section in the course and I could click on that same link. I thought that if I didn't get an email from you, I couldn't join the, the meeting. So I just figured that out last time when I, I had emailed you that I didn't get an email with the link. So then I read the numbers and the last numbers were the same. And I was like, that's what it is. I just oh, clicked on the link to get there. Yeah, the same link because that's, that's a fairly new thing because we used to have different links all the time. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, so this makes it a lot easier. But thank you. I, I appreciate that. I think that'll really help. And Nancy, haven't you been in my live workshop before? Yes, yes, I was in um, a Cheap Joe's in 2013. 
Oh I can God. send you pictures. <laughs> I can send you the pictures to prove it. So. No, because I thought I think she and I thought it was at Chief Joe's, and I thought, oh my gosh, that's amazing! It's so nice to see you again. Well, Have you taken my other fun. online courses? Um, I took the atmospheric landscapes earlier this year. So. Oh my gosh! Okay, well, it's so nice, and I'm so glad that you know we've got that connection from there. Right. <laughs> Well, I'm waiting for your next class on um, choosing your own reference photos that um, that um, that came up this year that you just did um, last month, I guess. Yeah, we so just my, Yeah, my husband's happy because he doesn't have to pay for food and lodging this way. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, that's here before I go there. Well, that was the other thing, you know, is that like uh, before I get into the paintings is that I got a little tired of um, some the disorganization in some organizations and it was very stressful for me and plus being around more for the family and I thought you know I should stick around and see my husband a little bit because I was always traveling for about five months a year in a way if you put it all together right right and um, uh, and he keeps asking me aren't you gonna travel soon and I thought no no <laughs> it's time to hit for him to go <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, when are you going to leave so I can get some work done? And and I wouldn't be able to develop this online business that I wanted, you know, the, and what I love is that it's global and we can have people from all over the world connect. And in fact, that's another thing that uh, we just had our develop your own paintings, like what you were talking about, Nancy, right. just a few hours ago, we had our final meeting. So, right. and you're right about all the lodging expenses. That's huge. But one of the things that they said is like, oh, if you uh, start teaching online, everybody's going to forget who you are. And I thought, you know, I have never run my life over what I think anybody's going to think of me. So I'm not going to worry about it. And, you know, <laughs> I don't think they'll forget about you. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Good. Well, oh, you... I was going to say is that as long as there's good golf in the area, my husband does like to come along, but... Uh, <laughs> Not so much in Boone's. <laughs> well, in so. 2013, you probably ended up, uh, because I was so sick with Lyme disease for a while, you probably didn't, you know, I had to cancel one workshop. Anyway. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, no, no, I don't think I, it's, uh, no. If you were sick, you didn't show it. You did a good job. So. Okay. Hey, I was teaching with a pick line for a while. <laughs> okay, I'm going to move on here. So let's take a look. Now, I think, I know we looked at this last time and I didn't know whether or not they went ahead and put a, a wash over the background just a little bit. Your eye can travel through the whole painting here. And if it was just a green, we'd just be looking at this and it would look a little flat. So they handled this really beautifully and how they carried that color all the way through the painting. And the shadows are nice and transparent too. So it's, it's very well done. And if you're the, one of the artists here and you have a question, please let me know. All right. So what I'm looking at is the, that granular effect. Like I like the uh, French ultramarine blue burnt sienna blend, but I'm also very curious on the type of paper this is. And yeah, that's my painting. And I did use Windsor Newton ultramarine blue and it's arches, 300 pound cold press. So. Uh -huh. No, well, see, what happens is it's like they have changed the paper. Right, and, that's the same. Yeah, 
And one of uh, one of my students on the Facebook page was able to get a hold of Arches, but you could go ahead and contact them. In fact, at, at some point, I'll probably try that to do that again. They have the contact information on the online Facebook page, my general Facebook page. So why I'm even saying that is when we have the French ultramarine blue burnt sienna, which I love, and I like that effect. There is nothing wrong with that. I just want to address why things are happening. Right. And um, so usually is that, did it feel softer to you? Did the surface feel a little softer? Um, it did when I tried to lighten that shadow. I tried to use, um, that's one of the areas I tried to use the, um, Magic. well, I guess, yeah, the magic eraser, and it just destroyed the surface of the paper, which is the first time that's happened to me. That uh, usually I can, usually you can lift, you know, small areas really easily with the magic eraser, and this time it just peeled the surface right off of, of oh. the paper. They said they didn't change the formulation of the paper, and the only thing that they did was, this is what I heard from another group, 2% uh, of the sizing, and I thought, why arches work so well was before our general painting was because the sizing was harder and like you could really be abusive to it basically and it had a horrible smell and maybe people really didn't like the smell but it was durable and it really did what we wanted plus we could get a really strong color intensity so if it's going to react like a softer sized paper then we're losing that, that really deep color intensity that we can get and might as well go to another paper anyway. You know, it just, Arches right. was apart from that. And so, so what I'm, basically, so what I'm saying is I think what's happening here, it's the paper surface, you know, that's, that's really what it is. And it's not right or wrong. It's just different and um, something we have to work with. So, okay, you handled these shadows beautifully. Then let's continue on here. Now I'm really curious about your other painting. And then again, with that background, it works very nicely with the flower. Uh, I think maybe they lifted a little bit of color out here. That's okay. I might have gone a little pinker in here, but you've got the right idea. I think it's really a wonderful painting. You've, it's There's so much to look at. And I'd really like you to put a mat on this so you could really see that. That is my painting. It um, oh, it, it, the, the, I didn't recognize it because <laughs> I I, uh, I took a picture of it under an incandescent light, so it's kind of like the shadows turned a little pinker than they are in in the uh, in oh. uh, yeah. That's it. The, the, the whole tone is I I couldn't correct it quickly enough, but yeah, that's that's my painting there. You silly girl. <laughs> Send me on a journey here. Well, this turned out great. You handled that background really nicely and your shadows are wonderful on the branch. Your leaf is wonderful. Everything's great. Was there something I, did I say anything that we should address on this? Um, no, I don't think so. I was painting away and I was like, whoa, where'd that hard line come from? Oh, well, the hard lines, ha are we, we don't even need to be absolutely specific on that because sometimes we'll get a hard line, especially if colors overlap, you know, edges overlap. And that really isn't that big a deal. We don't have to get too caught up in that because really what you've got is the overall essence of the painting. I think I, I, think I might've mentioned I wanted to talk to you about the edges on there, maybe. I think it was that one. And it's because the paper, that softer sized paper, creates a different kind of edge. Right, right. 
So it's like the arches, we didn't have that necess that same kind of problem. And then when it comes to this, then uh, it's, we just work with it. You know, it changes what we've got, but if you are expecting a different results, then it can be frustrating. Right, so now I know. <laughs> yeah, well, you're doing great. It's beautiful. Thank you. All right, and then I've, if we have Rappender still with us, are you here? Yes, I'm, yes, I'm here. Oh, good, okay. These are beautiful pairs, so I'll be able to see it. So right. this was the reference photo, and then she went darker back here, really made that highlight stand out. And then here you are, oopsie, let's go back here, trying to make it bigger so we can, that's a little too big. I just want to try to bring the focus into this area. But now if we go back, or if we talk about that last quince, you see how she just encouraged that color right here, and that really brought up that highlight, mm -hmm. beautifully done. Yeah, thank you. I just wanted to say that I've been painting with Birgit since uh, January of 2018, and it's been quite a journey. I've really, really enjoyed um, painting along with you, and I took six six courses. Um, Birgit's so um, generous with her time. There was a time when I was in between flights, and I was at Heathrow Airport, and she did my own private meeting with me, and I'm very thankful that, you know, you, you're just so giving of your time, and um, we are going to Peru to Machu Picchu, so I'll be taking lots of pictures Ooh. and I'll come back with lots of pictures to paint along with you. Oh again. my gosh, that sounds so exciting! Yeah, it is very exciting. Um, so thank you so much. I've just learned so much from you. It's been a wonderful year of learning alongside with you, and I'm looking forward to more courses in the new year. Awesome, I love that. <laughs> yeah, and I'll, I'll share some pictures when I come back. Okay, well, have a wonderful time. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you. Well, it's been wonderful to watch how you've evolved. Yes, you know, I've, I've, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, and you do have a specific color palette, and it's been wonderful to see how you've taken that look at the shape in there and how you've handled that background. You know, you've just, it's beautiful. But what she's also doing is uh, taking care of her highlights. She's reserving them and instead of lifting out. If you start lifting out, you can do that, but then it starts looking overworked. Leaving that highlight leaves it luminous. Do you use Photoshop elements or do you use the uh, professional level element of Photoshop? For this? For this? Yeah, the Photoshop. Do oh, for the meeting here or? Yeah, or... I've, I've got Photoshop elements, but I haven't mastered all of the layers and you know what i'm not very good at photoshop uh, i have i have the uh, it's the regular photoshop and i don't use it that often but that's what i know and you can also get gimp i think gimp might be a free program but i think that it doesn't i don't think it converts to jpeg i've tried it before and had problems with that so I hear Photoshop Elements is good, but what I'm doing right now is within this program of the Medium platform. Okay. So gotcha. but this is enough to give you some idea. Mm -hmm. The other thing you can do is use um, Duralar Wet Media Film. I don't even use this that often, but it's really great as an instructional tool. So Duralar Graphics, the Acetate Alternative, and it's a wet media film. Somewhere it says that over here. And what you can do is put it on your background and then paint right over you. Lay it right on top of the, uh, the flower 
paint on top of it and then you'll be able to see what it's going to look like. The other thing I want to show you is like if we're looking at the shadow, remember we talked about the shadow? That had that little bit of that neutral color right there. This had more of that Windsor Violet Dioxazine and the Quinacridone Magenta, and that was more of the Quinacridone Magenta. And that ended up blending, I think, pretty well. So, okay, that covers everything that I really wanted to cover in the today's meeting. Are there any other questions? Is there a place to learn to take good pictures of your paintings? Because I tried outside, and I mean, I was using my um, phone instead of my camera, so that made a difference too. But just to understand how light affects, because right. to see it in person is very different than on a photo. Right. Well, you know, uh, I used to have a professional person take my photographs, and then uh, that was when we did four by six, I think it was four by six or three by five, whatever it was, film. And the, one of the best ways to do that is if you take it outside and put it up um, north, facing north, and then you don't get the blue cast on there. Okay. I, I'll, um, I don't love doing the photography on that. And I play around with it in the studio. I don't, I'm not happy with the lights that I have to get the photograph. Okay, so like when I did the book, I still am not thrilled with the pictures that I took. So like you can see behind me, I've got all those. And then what you would do is take, you do not have to do this, but I had two lights, like if you can see these kind of lights like that. Yes. And then I would have them shooting directly at it without this thing on there. And then, um, and then it has to be of equal distance, but I still didn't like how they turned out. That's a whole nother art, isn't it? To learn yeah. to do good photography. Yeah. Yeah. More. And I'm still not happy with the lights, you know, like even now I think about that or like when it comes to doing the videos, like I'll set it to a custom setting and I'm still not happy with it. So, and that depends on our monitors too, because how you film it or even how the picture's taken, then the monitors, our calibrations can be different and right. That. So are you, what are you thinking about? Are you thinking about publication or is it, what are you thinking about? It, no, it was more, you know, when you're taking courses to get real feedback. And then, yeah, I guess oh. if I've got a really uh, nice picture and I'm not quite ready to get rid of it, but I could take a print of it and then be willing to, to give it away or sell it. Well, what you could do is you can always do, um, you know, take, take the best that you can do and then do it in post uh, post-production, you know, clean it up in Photoshop or some other program. Right. So that would be... Yes, that's, there's alternatives for sure. Yeah, and if you're going to have a print made, a lot of these Jaclay printers, if they will want to scan it themselves. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah. And if you're interested in um, a good print, there was a great guy up in C uh, Spokane. I thought he was amazing. And I can't remember the name, but if you're interested, you can uh, just let me know and I'll find it again. Sounds good. You know, and I realize we need to paint from our hearts and then be content or happy with what we have, but I don't have the experience that you do, right? So you can look at something and go, have you thought of this? Nope, I haven't even thought of it completely. Well, that, well, that's what we just did in that, uh, that course. And 
with that particular course, it ended up uh, requiring an enormous amount of my time. And so then I debated whether or not I even wanted to do the course again. And Trish was there with me. Yeah. And um, I thought, gosh, I just don't have that kind of time. And I had 21 students in the class. And then we had about 12 active students. And that really is about all I can handle really in that class. Yeah. And I think that becomes more manageable. So I would, um, limit it and the other thing was uh well i mean it was fun and everybody gets so bonded in there i do like the idea of a critique group them like our loose flowers course there is um we have about a hundred and twenty students in there and then but what happens is not everybody's going to show up in the meetings not everybody's going to submit their paintings everybody's in different places and um so it makes it manageable. It's tough the first couple of times, but it's an awful lot of fun. Because your input is really important to me. Right, right. No, I hear that. I mean, I was always looking at your stuff off and on, but in, I was doing kind of my own thing. And now again, some of your ideas and stuff have now gelled in my brain because I probably have more mileage on my paintbrushes as well, right? Mm -hmm. But for me, it's I want to create my own work. And I understand that needing to do what we did this time is part of the learning process and it helps you because we're doing similar things like if everybody was doing something different that's completely unmanageable well what we did there is everybody submitted three pictures well i said three pictures but then obviously some people well i did not obviously some people submitted more than three and then i had to call them down and i said Geez, <laughs> You know, so really, but I don't want them to submit one if I think, oh God, please don't do that one. And yeah. so, um, so I wanted to be able to have a couple to look at, but maybe I should say just choose one and then we'll go from there. And I turned that into a non-interactive and uh, that's available too. But what my plan was is to have photographs from everybody come in and then i was going to do a demo from one of those images and then everybody would go and work on their own painting but that's not what happened they all did what i did and that was fine and i loved it and that was easier for me but trying yeah. to find the good balance on helping you move on to your next level where where do you want to go with it because i'm not going to say oh this is bad you know because no. like you might have a, a very graphic style or a lot of crinkles in there you might have something it's like i want to bring out your style well yes. see and also when it comes to like i i'm obviously a nerd because i enjoy that <laughs> <laughs> i am really liking the online uh, venue I like that I can be in the studio and because like when I was traveling, I wasn't able to be here and I had this great studio space. So um, what I'm also thinking is that there's more videos that I have ready to be edited. So I want to do that. And by running so many classes, how am I, how am I going to find the time to do it? And um, so trying to find what's working. I can't imagine the hours that go into just doing the production and the filming and the editing and the planning, let alone the time you're now spending with us sitting and well, and then reviewing them when we send them in, Birgit. Like you, yeah. yeah. No, well, no. you know what, I love all that and I get inspired too by all of you. So that's, that's all, it's, um, it's all a wonderful, wonderful process. But like with the book that I did, you know, I mean, I've written three books 
And I don't think I'm going to write another one. I have no intention of doing that. This is just a, because it takes so long and yeah. then you give it to the editors and then you've got to go through it. I mean, it's such a huge time commitment and you've got to go ahead and be there. And this is more immediate. It's fun. You know, you're mm -hmm. interacting with people and just, it's a lot, it's a lot more fun. So no one else gives your students what you give that I know of. I mean, you give extra, extra all the time. Yeah. Thank you. Well, that's what is going to keep this special. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, I just want to know you're appreciated. I've tried to say that in my comments, but I'll say it again. I mean, your gentle style, your optimism, and you're seeing the positive in everything. It's just so appreciated. So you're okay. sharing... You're giving of yourself, and not everybody does that very good. Well, you know what? That is the easy way for me. I, I, I feel better when I do that. I, mm -hmm. I'm not feeling good if I have to be crabby and grouchy. I mean, I can definitely get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it's a lot of effort for me to be uh, miserable, and I don't enjoy that. I've been running between uh, cookie sheets and painting all week long. <laughs> it's like, okay, the cookies are in the oven. Now I've got to go paint. You know, sort of. That was, I guess, my wicked humor thinking, let's do this at Christmas time. Yeah. <laughs> Good plan. Good plan. <laughs> well, like I told Trish in the last one or my last group, well, I think it saved me money from shopping. You know, it's just like, just did it on Amazon and I didn't have to go out. Like tomorrow I will probably go out with my mom. I said, we have to do it and just feel like we've done this mindless shopping, you know, right. so go, and then just go, why did we do that? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> I, I'd much rather be painting than shopping. I'll tell you that. Right. I know. I know. You know, I could go in the yard or I clean up the house and it doesn't make me happy. This makes me happy. Right. <laughs> I, we got a foot of snow here last weekend, so so I've been housebound. Where are you? North Carolina. I'm down on the flatlands part of uh it's about a three hour drive to Cheap Joe's from where I live. But uh doesn't snow that much down here, but getting the snow before uh Christmas is really unusual. So sounds fun. <laughs> Well, I couldn't go out, so I painted and baked cookies. So. Well, see, that's what I was thinking. I thought, okay, so it's the holidays, and oh, everybody's so busy. And I thought, but some people are not going to be busy. Some people are, what are they going to do? So it's like, hey, I'll just fill that for them. If they want to paint, they can paint. Or I was thinking about you, Nancy. You know, there you are, stuck in the snow, and I wanted to make sure you had something to do. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now I have lots of reference photos of birds in the snow, so maybe that's my next my next my next series. So. Okay. Thank you. All right, everyone. So that's our last meeting for this course. I can't believe it. Now, thank you for joining me today, and I hope that you had a lot of fun and learned more tips and techniques that you can apply into your own paintings. Now, if you're interested in becoming one of my students, you can go to my website, BeargoodOConnor.com, and then take one of my free online courses. Then you'll be in my system and eligible for student discounts. So until next time, happy painting!